Hello, this is Melanie Parrish, and today I'm going to read from the Crucible bookie, So How Did You Meet Your Husband? It usually happens when we're hanging out with new people. For them, it seems like an innocuous question. So, how did you meet your husband? It is a gentle way of creating intimacy and learning more about people almost a conversational gift from them to me. At least it would be if we were a traditional family. I try to avoid an audible intake of breath and my mind races. I run down a rabbit hole of questions in my mind. Do I trust them? Do I feel like coming out of the proverbial closet? Am I safe? How will it affect my children? Have I missed considering anything? Am I safe? Will I be safe? Sometimes at this stage, if the answer to any of these questions is no, or even maybe, then I will just say, we met at church, and leave it at that. It is when there is intimacy in the relationship, or a real possibility of friendship starting, that I feel like that answer doesn't work. It is denying the opportunity for intimacy, and I realize I want to share another piece of my story with the other person. I realize my relationship can be deeper and more real if I take the leap. I did meet my husband at church in August of 2000. I was newly divorced. I had started a young adult group at the church and with my friend Zoe. My main goal was to find a new partner, spouse, whose values were similar to mine. I wanted a more spiritual relationship. I knew I wanted more children, and I liked being married. At least I thought I would if I was married to the right person. I had a list. I was looking for my perfect guy. Some of the things on the list were that he'd be tall, over six feet, play games with my family, board games and cards, not head games, like the movie Airplane, be kind, share similar Unitarian Universalist values, want children, have a higher education, have a career path, be financially solvent, etc. I forgot to say male on my list, and in August of 2000, I met Melissa, or Mel, whom I can best describe back then as a very androgynous-looking person. As a fairly new Unitarian, I tried to be open-minded. I knew I was supposed to be GLBT-friendly, that's gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, I had never really been around too many butch lesbians, and I was terrified of Mel. I just remember feeling completely uncomfortable with the idea of talking with Mel or being alone and trying to act normally. I wanted to be nice, but Mel scared me. I quickly talked to someone else. I thought having a gay person in our group was good diversity. Maybe someone else could talk to Mel. Now I can remember the feeling, but I feel some shame over how I felt about Mel. In my head, Mel was the other, and I kept others at arm's length. Not good, but honest. We had a standing young adult lunch after church each week, and we were all going to an all-you-can-eat salad bar. Mel was one of the few people who came, and Mel sat next to me. Mel didn't order any food, which I assumed was because Mel couldn't afford lunch. I later found out Mel was just dieting and didn't want to brave an all-you-could-eat buffet. I made polite conversation, but really we didn't talk about much during that lunch. Then over the next three months, we started to get to know each other. 
I found out Mel had a wicked dark sense of humor. We started to have conversations. Once only Mel and I showed up for the young adult lunch. My daughter was with me and we had a really good time. I don't remember what we talked about, but it was fun. One day we were sitting next to each other in church and he put his arm on the back of the pew behind me. I got a feeling like a big strong guy had just put his arm around me. I got a little weak in the knees. One day he made an offhand, off-color comment that made me curious. We flirted. He asked questions that shook my foundations and made me interested in him. We had a date. I tried to send him away. I didn't. We were lovers. At this point in our relationship, I was terrified I would lose my family if I was gay. I also knew I would lose a piece of me if I wasn't willing to be in a relationship that seemed so right. I had to choose between myself and being afraid of what the world would think of me. I told Mel I didn't think it was going to work. The next day I was looking in the mirror, feeling disappointed in myself. I actually really looked at my face in the mirror, and I realized I didn't want to be the person who was afraid to explore the world in any way I chose. I was afraid my parents wouldn't love me anymore. I couldn't fathom what my grandfather would think. My conservative Texas relatives would hate me. What would my friends think? I finally got to the point in my head where being afraid was worse than the idea of everyone I loved abandoning me. I realized that if they would walk away from me because of who I loved, then I wasn't living on very solid foundations at all. I called Mel and I asked Mel to teach me more about who he is. He gave me the book Stone Butch Blues. I read it and asked some questions. We went for a walk and I asked him questions about who he is. I learned that Mel was more than a butch lesbian and started to ask questions about Mel's gender. Mel gave me the best answers he had and I got more and more comfortable with who he was. At that point in our lives, Mel was transgender, but it wasn't something we shared. It was private. I knew that we had similar shared values and that we wanted the same things. I had so much respect for Mel. I knew I had to be ready to be in a relationship if I dated Mel. I couldn't just play around and try it on. I knew it had to be real in order to honor the lovely human being Mel is. So I found myself very quickly in a very serious relationship. My mother visited in May and met Mel. She has great intuition and I could tell and she could tell we were having a relationship, but she didn't know what to say. At the end of her trip I told her. It's pretty rough on her. She is very Presbyterian and is very connected to her church and church community. She told my father when she got home. I was spent. It was incredibly stressful to come out to my parents. For my parents, it was completely out of left field, and I understood it came out of left field for me, too. Eventually, we were able to get married in Ontario, and eventually Mel transitioned. That has changed his appearance and how he presents himself in the world. When I think about his transition, I always think he stayed the same, but by changing his appearance, the world changed in the way they interact with him. So when people ask me, so how did you meet your husband? I have to decide how much of this story to share. By the way, I, might, I know my story isn't the same as everyone else's story. I know most people who are gay or lesbian know at a very young age. I had a choice because I chose to be with someone who was transgender, and we all choose our relationships, not our orientation. My story is different and maybe even a little bit interesting. There's a lot of political baggage saying 
with saying that people choose to be gay. So I worry a little bit about publishing my story because I don't want to harm anyone who's being marginalized because they didn't have a choice about their orientation. Anyway, that's how I met my husband. <laughs> 